The Living in Solitary podcast engages in mature subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. He spent the remainder of his days living in solitary, sitting alone in the dark, waiting for the end of the world. This is The Solitary Man. When I decided to start this podcast, I told myself, you know, I got to keep it together. I'm used to keeping things together to kind of present myself to the outward world. You know, you just want to you just want to walk around like you have you have things together and you you got shit straight, you know? But then I realized I can't be as authentic if I'm doing that. I got to I got to be real. So just having everything together isn't going to really cut it for this podcast cuz you know whatever this becomes this is me venting. Like I said before, I got to get some shit off my chest. And this is just me doing that. So, you know, when I was, because I'm a research nut. When I was looking into starting all this stuff, I would I would research, like, you know, how are you supposed to format your podcast? And, how you, and like I said, I've done podcasts before. I've done two podcasts before, but I didn't do any kind of research uh, into them. They were just straight up. I just put it together. Um, but this time around, I was doing my little research and looking things up, and then I'm realizing the more I do that, the the less authentic I think it's going to come across. So, you know, I got to be real. So I'm saying all that to say <clears throat> I'm not in a great mood right now. I'm not in a great place. Okay, so some days... You know, when you're when you're by yourself and you're isolated, some days is gonna be fine. And I enjoy I don't enjoy the days more than I enjoy it that I'm okay, that I can handle it. And then some days it's just kinda of like, you know, it, it's not it's not good. You know, everybody has their bad days. But that's amplified when you're by yourself and you're not into escapism as much anymore like video games for me don't do it like they used to i don't smoke weed anymore you know i don't i don't e- i don't even eat sugar because ain't shit sweet like you know what i'm saying it's, it's like that I'm, I'm you know my diet is pretty particular and like i i don't even so things that people can find to escape and enjoy and i don't have any of that i'm left with my thoughts so with that preface aside, we can get into today's today's conversation. 
So I woke up super early today. So right now it's the weekend. It's a weekend in September, 2023. But I got up, I got up real early. I got up at like 5.30 a.m. Now the reason that happened is the motherfuckers who live above me throughout the week, throughout the weekdays, they make a whole lot of motherfucking noise. More than, I mean, these people just moved in. The neighbors I had before didn't even make this much noise. And they made noise, but not even this much. So we're talking like 5.30 in the morning on a weekday. These motherfuckers is already 5.30. I know this because this is, this is the time that they wake me up. So I know it's 5.30. They stomping around, doing all this shit. They got a kid. The kid is running around. It, the sun ain't even come up yet. The kid is running through the apartment. All this fucking racket. So as a result, I'm usually up at 5.30. Now, on the weekends, such as today, they sleep in. So they don't make all that noise. They don't make all that fucking noise at 5.30 in the morning. However, because for the five days out the week, they making so much goddamn noise, even on the weekends... I'm now trained to wake up at 5.30. So they sleeping in now, but I'm up though because they can't bother to just be civilized during the week, okay? I'm not saying you gotta be a church mouse. I have people who live under me as well, okay? But you can be considerate of your neighbors to a certain extent. I don't run around, I don't stomp around and I'm a, I'm a tall man. Okay, I'm 6'4". I could stomp around if I want. I don't stomp around. What, what are you stomping around for? These aren't, these aren't concrete hood floors. These are, these are hardwood floors. All right? This is, and I'm not trying to act like this. This is a hood-ass building. But these are, these are hardwood floors. These are not the kind of floors you just stomp around and you are right. this, this isn't project tenement floors, bro. Okay? So... I'm up, and it's 5.30, and, you know, it don't seem like I'm falling back asleep. So I get to do what I've had plenty of time to do, which is just sit there and lay there and think about things and just think on things, you know? That's what, that's what my life is now, man. Like I said, in my intro, in the first episode, you got a lot of time to think. So I'm just thinking. And, you know, I thought back to my journey to this, to this moment and all the stuff I've been through and the things I've learned, you know. And I sat back and realized that I'm the fool who thought this world was going to be over. So let me get into a little bit of background, all right? I said this previously, I've always considered myself a quote-unquote spiritual person. So I don't look at things like that now. But I always considered myself that. As a child, um, I grew up in a, in a religious household, but religion wasn't shoved down my throat, especially as I got older. And I was always looking into things and 
you know, I always saw hey, there's more to life and there's more to religion. And, you know, I was one of those spiritual, you could almost even say new age kind of individuals. I looked into the, uh, you know, I was into my horoscope and astrology, numerology, and that's before the recent resurgence of it. This is way back. You know, I was looking into my sky symbols and shit, even, you know, Mayan numerology and all sorts of, you know, all sorts of shit. Like I was, I was that guy, but everybody else around was just on their regular bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was that guy. I had the, the crystals and the, you know what I'm saying? The rose quartz. You put the rose quartz under your pillow and you got the, the tourmaline and all this dumb shit. You know, all the fucking moon rocks. I was that guy, that dude. Right, into the spirituality and all that shit. Okay? So, I would say this is around 2018. Now, I've, like I said, throughout my whole life, I've been into this spiritual shit. But this is the story where I want to get started is around 2018. <clears throat> 2018 rolls around, and I start the new year off with a 100-day challenge. And... I like these 100. This was my first 100-day challenge in my entire life. (laughs) So I like these 100-day challenges. I got, I think, like two. I got two going on right now. So because once you beat a 100-day challenge, you know, you learn that you can stick to something for 100 days. And I like that. You know, so I I completed this. So I had this 100-day challenge. And this was... An exercise challenge. So at that in that state of time, I was boxing. I was doing some Muay Thai, and the challenge was to throw a hundred of each different kind of punch, like a hundred, like a hundred one twos, a jab cross, right? A hundred each, a hundred hooks, each arm, a hundred uppercuts. Then I would do a hundred knees, a hundred kicks. And I think I did some squats and then some push-ups, something like that. And then I would meditate. So that was a, it was a 100-day challenge, throwing 100 strikes of different sorts. You know, just get my strike game up. And this was more of an exercise thing than it really was a refining of technique thing. You know what I'm saying? So technique is always technique. But this was just getting the numbers up. You know, they had to be good form, but they didn't. But there were more exercise strikes than there were technique strikes, if you want to look at it like that. I can't. I think I did some sit-ups too, or so. I can't remember. You know, this was 2018. I, I don't got the whole shit down. But I did that for 100 days. So while I was doing that, my diet was pretty good. You know, things, things, other things were going good. But I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, man, I'm a spiritual guy. I'm a spiritual person. So at the end of the 100 days, I realized, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I, I spent 100 days doing this physical shit and getting that together. I'm like, man, I need to, you know, re-up on my spiritual game. You know what I mean? Re-up on my spiritual game. So I started doing some research, you know, catching back up in my new age shit. And I went on YouTube. And I got to tell you, man, YouTube is one of the biggest psychological operations of our time because uh, i would say a lot of people who so-called woke up or, or going through whatever they're going through right now 
it happened from YouTube. All right, before then, Google, Google still filters search results even back then, but it was much more of an open platform than it is now. So I was always on Google looking up stuff and, and getting my game up. But in 2018, YouTube was the place where if you want to get a bunch of information condensed that you can look into outside of YouTube if you so desire, but many of us didn't. Who does? Many of us didn't. So anyway, I'm on YouTube going through different so you know, different spiritual so-called topics. And uh as a as an African American, and I don't I don't I'm not even gonna say an African American, but I'm using this designation so you can know what I am. All right. If you look into it, race is, is not relevant. Okay, race race is a concept that historically speaking didn't exist until what was it, the, the 1800s? I can't remember, not the 1800s, the 1600s? I can't even remember when um, race was invented as a concept. I used to know this information, but I don't give a fuck anymore. So pardon me if I don't remember. But race was not always a thing. Race is a recent thing if you look at human history, if you believe in human history anyway. Race is a recent concept. So me saying I'm African-American is bullshit, all right? or black, or whatever the fuck it is. I'm just me. But if you saw me on the street, you would say I'm black. Okay? So I'm looking into all this spirituality shit. And it's, oh, you know, the black man is God and all this sort of... I was never the kind of person to think, oh, I'm God and all this dumb shit. And, you know, uh, uh, looking at, was it Bobby Hammett and all this? You know what I'm saying? And looking into all these sorts of things. And eventually I get around to a whole... Because, you know, the algorithm leads you in certain places. You know, we all like to say oh, it's because of the videos we watch, but it doesn't mean that there isn't any manipulation going on to stare you into certain things anyway, whether you chose to watch it or not. So I ended up coming across this whole uh, Christian video. And it doesn't lead with it being a Christian video. It's more like the Freemasons. It starts talking about the Freemasons and that sort of situation. And, and, you know, you don't, you don't really know the world like you think you do and all this shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, what is this? And I started watching these videos and I was frankly shocked. I was shocked. I was walking around with my head shoved so far up my ass that I didn't know I mean, half of the things that are going on on this planet, I, I had no idea that this world was. And now let me let me stay on top. I had no idea that this world was so fucked up. OK, and I, I walked around before that, before that moment, I walked around saying, yeah, I got this. You know, things are fucked up. The world is in a great place. But I got this. I can handle this. You know, we all we all got. We we can all handle it. You know, we, we can all have control over our lives. But when this shit went down, when I started seeing these videos, I'm like, holy shit! I ain't got no. And mind you, I, I finished doing this hundred day challenge. I wasn't smoke. I was a weed smoker up until then. When I started a hundred day challenge, it was no more weed. 
<laughs> so that was done. And I was off it and chilling. I was good with not smoking no weed. I was, I was fine. When this shit happened, when I seen that, you know, these videos, I started realizing that, oh man, I thought shit was sweet. I thought this world was sweet. Like, I thought I had this life figured out. Man, let me tell you, I started smoking again almost immediately. I was, the anxiety I felt, I felt completely naked. Like, I went outside realizing I was completely wrong about the world. And I just had this, like, I was like, oh my God, I felt so exposed. Because it's like, I've been walking around thinking shit is sweet for this long. Even with my fucked up life. Even, even though shit was never really sweet ever, bro. I still got this world twisted. It's worse than I could even imagine. So I started doing more and more research. So at the end, at the end of that video that I watched, I wish I remembered the, which exactly the name of the video because it's probably still on YouTube. At the end of that video, I got the Jesus spiel. You know, where it was like, yeah, you know, the only way out of this is with Jesus and all that shit. And I said, man, like, you know, I haven't rocked with the Christian situation in a long time, in years, since I was a kid. I wasn't rocking with no Christian shit. But all the information I just found out, you know, it came attached with that Christian thing on it. And I'm like, man, you know, me being who I am, I'm like, man, y'all, y'all the ones who put me on. So this Christianity shit must be on or something. Because y'all put me on. I would have no idea of this shit if it wasn't for that. You know, I'm, I'm basing my whole belief system now off of a YouTube video now. That's how this, that's how media works, man. That's how, you know, that's how this works. So that's when I, re, you know, my whole biblical resurgence kind of occurred. You know what I mean? And and it was like, man, I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta look into this Jesus thing. I gotta, you know, I gotta get my shit right because this is crazy. Like this ain't, you know? And I found myself praying again and calling back out to Jesus and all this shit. And even when I did it, it still didn't I still didn't feel anything. It still didn't resonate with me. You know, it still didn't feel authentic to me. And I was always that guy. I want this shit to be authentic. You know, I want to, you know, I want to be in it. I'm not like other people where they fake their shit, where they talk about Jesus, Jesus, and they, you know, they full of shit. You know, I'm about living that actual life. So I got back, I got back heavy into it and doing, and once again, doing more researching and opening up my mind about situations and, you know, as, as YouTube dictates and Google dictates, because once again, all these sources are controlled. We all our sources come from the same place. So I know you like to think that you're getting truth and all that, and uh, but whether there's some truth mixed up in there or not, I'm not saying that everything is a lie. I'm just saying that we get all our shit from the same source. <laughs> so don't think you have the truth more than somebody else, or that you know more than anybody else. You know, I tell people, I when I used to speak to people, I tell them. <laughs> I have two grains of sand. The average person, or the normie as people call it today, they have one grain of sand of information. I have two grains compared to the one grain that the normies have. 
but there's still a whole fucking beach. There's still a, there's still trillions and trillions of grains of sand that I don't have. Having two grains of sand in a beach ain't shit. Having one grain of sand in a beach ain't shit. So I might know a little more than a normal person, than a normie or the, you know, the functional retard that lives in today's society that, that, that surround me to no end. But I don't know anything just like nobody else. Okay, I don't I don't have any I don't have any crazy occultic knowledge or esoteric knowledge. Okay, I don't have any access to knowledge that other people don't. So I don't know shit. All right, but I see all I got to say. Looking into all these uh, you can say prophecies and all this, you know, Christian mumbo jumbo. I started to, I started to realize that okay, or 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 hypothesize, you can say, that, well, all this stuff is going on right now in the world, all these things are happening and being so-called brought to light. So, that must mean that some point in time you know we're about to have an apocalypse and i wanted to use the word apocalypse so it can it can hit y'all in the way it does but for me apocalypse means revealing that's the meaning of the word the apocalypse does not mean end apocalypse means revelation so or let's just let's just clean it up even some more i thought we were heading to a spiritual awakening on a mass scale all right, I'm the clown who thought that we were having this, we were gonna have a spiritual awakening in 2012. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. In 2012, we were supposed to ascend to the next. You know, what I mean, I was a guy who would fast, <laughs> who would do water fasting and all that dumb shit, and you know, we we're gonna ascend to the next level, and you know, and, and there was always a part of me that was like, ah, oh, this is bullshit, but. I, I'm I'm the wholehearted guy. I'm the you know I'm the I'm that guy who's like yeah I'm I'm really looking for I'm really seeking his spiritual side. You know, so 2012 came and went, and I used to love the the thing that that really got me about fasting. I would fast and go to work, okay, and I live in New York, like I say. So I'm fasting, and after you fast for a few days. You get real kind of, the best way for me to describe it is you get hippie-like. You know, you get kind of, except that didn't happen to me recently. But I'm going to tell you, when you fast, especially when you're on some like spiritual shit, and, you know, you want to find a deeper meaning, bro, and all that. When you fast, you get hippie-like. You get more spiritual, you can say, more connected. And, uh, you know, more like, oh, I'm one with the world. And like, you know, bro, and just love each other, bro. And all this dumb shit. And I would be heading to work. And I take the train. You take the subway to work. And when I'm trying to get off the subway, man, people are just shoving past you and doing all this dumb shit. And it's like, I'm just the one here being spiritual, love everybody. And everybody around me be like, man, fuck that shit. Ain't, ain't nobody around me about that shit. <laughs> but I'm, I'm supposed to be so in tune with the world and moving with the oneness of everything and like, I'm just getting shoved around. I barely even have the energy to like, 
to shove back. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, let me off the fucking train. Yo, everybody, everybody know in New York, man. When you're taking a subway and you're trying to get off and everybody trying to get the fuck on, you're like, man, let the people the fuck off the subway, bro. Common decency. People don't even do it. Even a, even MTA had to start announcing that, man. Let people off the train. Like, what the hell? But anyway, I was that guy in 2012. So now I'm here in 2018, like, man, you know, now that I'm here and I'm like, oh, and, they, you know, they speak about the origins of New Age and it's so satanic and all that. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. I can see that. And, you know, you're a witch. And for, for all intents and purposes, I was a wizard, <laughs> even though I didn't do nothing crazy. I wasn't casting no spells or, uh, you know, that you can. That's a whole nother conversation. So I, I don't want to digress too much. man. But. I wasn't out here casting no spells. Let's just put it like that. I wasn't out here doing none of that crazy shit that, that these witches be doing. And you know, and if you know, you know. You know, so-called black women, they they know plenty, plenty about witchcraft. My sister was wicked and she was she wasn't even 14. She might have been 13 when she was introduced to that. And she she started dabbling in that sort of crap. 13. Back then, I was even more of an idiot. I was, I was, I just want to play with my toys. Just hang out, guys. I just want some friends. <laughs> That's the shit I was thinking about. This chick talking about fucking Wiccan, bro. Okay, so I thought, like, all right, man, we in 2018. This world is getting crazy, man. They're going to have to be, something's going to have to happen. Something's getting ready to go down. This is 2018 now. Something's getting ready to go down. Something's about to happen. This, this world's getting crazy. So, with that, my decision as to how I would approach life would be, I want to help people. Because... Nobody seems to know or to understand. I didn't, I didn't get it back then. Nobody gives a fuck. But back then, it's like nobody seems to know. And, you know, I just want to help my friends and the people I love and the people I care about. Even people in the street, even, even the homeless people, even, you know, even whoever it is. I, I want to help them out because I'm like, man, this shit getting ready to, you know, it's getting ready to crash and burn real soon. You know, if uh, so... People know in Brooklyn or in the city, in New York City, man, somebody always trying to sell you their mixtape. I don't know if that happens anymore, but in 2018, people will still try to sell you their mixtape. So if a kid came up to me and they, they wanted to sell me their mixtape for $5, I would give them $20. And I would say, man, you know, things are about to like go down. Things are about to change and get real real out here. You know what I mean? And And that's... That, that was my mentality. My mentality was, and it's not like I had the greatest job. I didn't have the great job or plenty of disposable income. But to me, to me, this is more important than money. And that's how they get you, man. Belief, belief is a fuck of a thing. That's a fuck of a, that's why it's, that's why it's the primary thing. <laughs> how you think these churches so rich? How you think the manosphere is so rich? Or, or the feminist movement, all these movements that we have, it's all based on belief. Belief is stronger than money. Money, money really ain't shit. 
right? But it, money is what it is. <laughs> it is what, because I can say money really ain't shit. But I look back now, and we talking tens of thousands of dollars. I've given away, given away because of belief. I'm going to get back to that, though. But I would always do that. You know, I was like, man, I ain't even trying to preach it to nobody. I'm not that kind of person where I, I want to preach and force my my sort of, uh, I don't want to force my beliefs down anybody's throat. That's not my thing. My thing was you should look into these things for yourself. And if you're just a normal person, you know, if you're a human, if you have some level of humanity and you look into these things, you're going to come to the same conclusions I came to. Which is like, yo, this world is crazy. Like, there's a lot of evil shit going on. Now, whether that would lead you to Jeebus <laughs> or not, that's on you. Like, I, that ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just saying, get your head out your ass. Or get your head out the sand and look into some shit. So, you know, I would, I would speak to people. And around then, um, I, got, I started seeing more videos, you can say, on the, the black Israelites or... They don't like saying the black Israelites. They say the Israelite movement, which um, that's another thing I don't ascribe to anymore. But when I did, I understood why it's not black Israelites. It's not about being black. But I was into that kind of, you know, so I was there with the whole Yahweh, Yahweh Shai. You know, I looked into that and, and why. Because when I was growing up in downtown Brooklyn, anybody who's from Brooklyn know this. In downtown Brooklyn, when I was growing up, and we're talking... The 80s, the 90s. Let's say the 90s, because my memory, you know, my childhood memory is really kicked in in the 90s. I don't really remember the 80s like that. Not, not going downtown Brooklyn in the 80s. I don't remember that. I'm an 80s baby, a millennial, right? Down there, they had the Israelite groups, and they would be preaching, and they would be cussing. You know, and every so often, my mother would stop in front of them. And, you know, they, would tell, they wouldn't be barking at her. They would just be, like, preaching and, you know what I'm saying? They, they would just say what they had to say, but they would always be rough with their language and presentation. And I always, I never liked it. I'm just like, you know, so for the most part, we would just walk by these people. But every so often, my mom would stop for, for a hot minute. Um, and all these groups are, are put there for this reason, to stare people. You know, you, you, you probably put a little bit of truth, but you stare people in another direction. And, and ultimately away from the truth, which none of us have, just so, just so I'm being clear. I'm not trying to stay you to any truth because there ain't, ain't no truth in this fucking world. Right? Not, not nothing that we know. But anyway, so I thought about them Israelites from back then. I'm like, you know what? I can understand why they cussing and all that because this shit is serious. And I need, I, I want people to understand that now. You know, whatever your belief system is and all that, you're talking about, oh, uh, you shouldn't have such kind of language. You shouldn't speak a certain kind of way because you, you're you not going to get through to people. And I'm like, motherfucker, do you know what is going on in this world? This ain't no light shit. This ain't no speak softly shit. This is some serious ass shit going on. We're going to sit around trying to worry about each other's fucking feelings. This is a fucking war, bro. You're a fucking slave. It don't matter what color you are. It don't matter what your nationality is, bro. You a slave up in this motherfucker. You're being played. You're being played. 
that shit serious. I'm a cuss. Like, so I had my little time going through the Israelite stage, you know, and I left, I left the street Israelite stage. I never went out there um, preaching at nobody or doing, I never went out there doing that. I was always in my books. I was a bookworm. I'm a research nut, you know, so I live in that realm. Um, and very quickly, you know, I was looking to Yahweh Shai or how, you know, how you supposed to say the the son of God's name and all this sort of stuff. And there was so much conflicting information that I, I wouldn't settle on anything. I wouldn't be like, oh, it's supposed to be Yeshua. It's supposed to be, you know, Yeshua or, or Yahweh or, all, you know, there's just so much different shit. And you can always find a source that will corroborate your viewpoint or that will say, okay, well, you know, or, or validate, excuse me, that will validate your point of view and say, yeah, like it should be said like this, or that's actually a Yiddish Hebrew. It shouldn't be said like that or this, you know, you're always going to find something that is going to say, okay, yeah, now you're right. You're right. <laughs> and for me, none of that was important for me. The most important thing was forming a relationship with the creator That was the most that was the most important thing for me. What resonated with me so much with the Israelite, and not just the Israelite movements, but Israelites even online, um, even the less known, because I it's easy to once you say Israelite, it's easy to just think of militant black people who cuss at everybody standing on the street. And trust me when I tell you there's a lot more to it than that. So if you don't if you think that that's all there is to it, then this is probably not even <laughs> the place for you. You should probably tune into another episode um, because you know you're being a bit closed-minded. I'm just—it's an observation. I'm not even trying to insult anybody. I'm just saying there's more to it than that. But what resonated with me was they were saying the same thing. They're saying, "Yeah, man, this this world, this shit is not about to continue." You know, so even in a, in not all not all parts of the Christian sect. We're saying that, but some Christians were saying that, and then you know, move on to the kind of Israelite sect. They're all saying it. They're all like, "Yeah, oh, this shit is this shit is about to get live. This shit's about to get crazy." You know, so I'm just going through that. I'm just like, "Yeah." So I'm I'm speaking to my friends or who I thought were my friends. You know, my my mom. She she's this diehard Christian. We used to actually have lessons because I tell her, well, your church is telling you this. So your church is giving you this sort of a prosperity gospel, or, you know, this, this kind of cookie cutter shit. When we got real issues going on right now, we got real things going on, things that we didn't know about at all that, you know, they're right in your face. You know how, to, how the banks work, you can say, or, or how. You, you know, how we're set up, how schools were set up, how, I mean, the the information out there is just, it's just so much. I couldn't even start to, it would be overwhelming for me to just even get into the things that are, you know, the things you find out. That they're there for anybody who, who gives a fuck. <laughs> okay? You can say hidden in plain sight. The the nefarious deeds, the the... The plans that, that are enacted, I mean, nowadays, it's mainstream. You have people like Charles Schwab and 
Bill Gates and everybody's like, yeah, no, they're, they're, yeah, they're going to take over the world. <laughs> well, let's get back to our destructions. Everybody's on their shit. But back then, it was still more underground, you know? And like I said, I'll never really be underground because even the underground is perpetuated by the same people that, that give you the mainstream. But back then, it wasn't on everybody's list. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't at the top of everybody's list of priorities to, to even acknowledge that these things are, are occurring. So I took it upon myself. I'm like, now I care about my friends. I'm like, we're not about to get caught out here lacking <laughs> by these evil motherfuckers who run this world. You know what I'm saying? We're not about to get caught out here lacking. Boy, was I, was I in for <laughs> a rude awakening. Other Christians, they thought I thought I was too good because I came with a different perspective. I had one chick tell me, "Oh, you're oh you're on you're on one." I told her, "Now we back. This is this is before 2020. We back in 2018. It might even be so. Let's, let's say late 2018, early 2019." And I'm telling her, "I'm like, yo, inflation is gonna hit." Now my dates were all off. I thought inflation was getting ready to hit 2019. You know what I mean? I thought it was getting ready to hit. You know, like. And prices was always going up. People talk about inflation. Prices is always going up anyway. But I thought we was going to get some real inflation in 2019. That shit didn't happen until recently as far as serious, serious inflation. And I'm telling her, I'm like, yo, them prices are going to start going up. Things are going to start getting crazy. She's like, man, you're, you're, you're on one. Huh? You're, you're on one. And I'm just there like, bitch, like, you, you, are you kidding? <laughs> and she a, she a religious person. She, you know, she... She heavy in it. You know, my so-called, at the time, he was supposed to be my best friend. He, he had the same kind of mentality. He was like, man, you know, you just got into this Christian thing. You just got into this thing. You're trying to act like you know all this stuff is going on. And you, you know, like, like I'm not the senior churchgoer. <laughs> so what the fuck do I know? I'm not that guy. I, I'm I'm fresh in the, I'm fresh in the game. So it's not it's not that hey we we looking at scripture from fresh eyes now so we can get a different perspective. We could all build together. It's not that. It's oh who you think you is. You you know what I'm saying. We just started. You just you just coming up in here thinking you you on something. Who is you? You know. And with all with all the stuff I went through with my mother. Breaking down scripture, going back and forth, like breaking things down. Because I'll tell you something about the Bible. The more you read it, especially when it comes to the New Testament, the more you read it and start to really break things down, the more you realize you have to suspend a lot of disbelief. And I get it. Faith is that. Faith is suspension of disbelief. That's what faith is. So you got to. But I mean, even by its own standards, the Bible will always, 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 always play itself. If you're in the New Testament and if you've read and understood the Old Testament, that means a lot of what you read in the New Testament has to be bullshit. <laughs> it has to be. Okay, now y'all can get offended all y'all want. I'm not an Old Testament guy. 
I'm not a New Testament guy. I don't give a fuck about a Bible. I'm done with that. I don't give a fuck about any of that. But let me tell you, I started off with that Jesus. Then we went to the Yahweh Shai, and then we went. But you know, like I tell you, I'm a, I'm an, I am always in the books. I'm always researching. I'm always putting stuff together, trying to understand. Because for me, it's not about being a part of a fucking group, okay? Or going to church or doing none of that shit or or having some sort of you know gang, because that's what that's what the shit is really. All these things are gangs. You know, religion is a gang. It's, it's, it's all the same shit. Police is a gang. Gangs are gang. Religion's gangs. <laughs> okay, you work click. You know, clicks that work, they be gangs. Gangs is all the same shit. All right, it was never about that for me. For me, it was about I, I want to connect with the creator, man. You know, I want to connect with you. And that's, that is in my heart of hearts. That's why I be telling the creator, fuck him. Fuck the creator. I don't give a fuck about a fucking creator. Because that nigga know. If, if there is a creator, that motherfucker know. I wasn't looking for no... For no easy answer. I wasn't looking for no be a part of nothing. I'm looking for that nigga. All right? I'm looking for my purpose on being on this stupid motherfucking planet. So he can't tell me. And nobody can tell me no shit. All right? So I'm there looking, seeking. And the more you read. So you go from Christianity. Then you go to the Israelite shit. Especially being a, a so-called black person. Then you go to Old Testament, you know, because it's like a, it's like a little puzzle book. You know what I mean? The more you read, the more you understand. You're like, wow, what? And I, you know me, I'm looking for the chapters, the apocrypha, the chapters that the missing chapters and all this good shit. Eat book of Enoch and all this dumb shit. You know, and then eventually you realize and I spoke about this in my, you know, in another episode looking for God in Ohio. You realize, like, man, this is all just shit. What, what I realized above all else is I can learn about this world. I can learn that there are a lot of evil things going on in this world. You know, a lot of our food is, is, is fake. A lot of the things that are being done to us and, you know, to, to our water supplies and, you know, all the, all the shots we've taken since we were children. All the things we've been exposed to in, in the, the programming, hidden symbols and all this dumb shit. And it don't mean a motherfucking thing. It don't mean a motherfucking thing. I, I looked into all of this shit. I went to my friends and loved ones. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't give a fuck. So now I know all this good shit and I'm alone. I'm on my own. Nobody give a fuck. I'm the crazy one. Not, and I, I, I ain't told a motherfucker anything that they couldn't go and see for their goddamn self. I have not told anybody anything. Because like I said, I don't have access to any information. You don't. Okay? I'm not made privy to anything. You aren't. So you can go and see exactly what I'm talking about if you give a fuck about looking. If you, if you care to look, you will find out that I'm not lying. But you just don't give a shit. Okay? So I was that oddball. I was that guy. 
All right. Now, that was 2018 to 2019. Struggling with, uh, you know, with this sort of shit and with, with and relationships ended. Um, I didn't even really take I didn't take relationships seriously because I came from like I said I came from that MGTOW. I'm a MGTOW survivor, <laughs> a MGTOW movement survivor because MGTOW is bullshit. Like I said, but I'm still a man going my own way. But I came from many different ideologies. So before I even was a MGTOW guy, I was like I ain't getting married. Like marriage, I saw what marriage was. I'm like hell nah. Like, no way. If, if this is what marriage is, I am never getting married. So and that was before some MGTOW shit, man. Are you kidding? Fuck marriage, bro. What? <laughs> man, hey, I am so fucking lucky. Hey, man, I, I've been through some abortions. You know what I mean? Like, and, and whether it was good or bad, um, I'm glad I didn't bring any kids into this world. Because one... The, the, the shit that be going on with these ladies today, <laughs> I'd be in trouble. I would be in trouble if I got married when my first inclination was to get married. You know, like back in the time where I thought marriage could work. If I did get married, oh my God. If that person had a, oh, if that person had a kid, oh my God. Life would be terrible. Not just for me, but for that kid. The worst thing you can do is bring a child into this world right now. The worst thing you can do is bring a child into this world. Okay? My mother, she brought me into this world. She brought my sister into this world. Man, that chick, she don't care about no kids. She trying to keep her man. Okay? My father. y'all. So y'all talk about, especially young, younger folks, man. Y'all talk about... Oh, you know, the father ain't around. Um, so that's why y'all turned out. My father was around. Okay? He was around. Man, I wish the motherfucker wasn't around. He was so he was so fucking abusive. And he one of them straight abuser ass niggas. Like, he he don't drink. He he don't get drunk. Let me not say that. He drinks. He don't get drunk. He ain't hitting me because he drunk. <laughs> he didn't knock my tooth out because he drunk. This motherfucker knocked my tooth out first thing in the morning. It wasn't even nine o'clock yet. The motherfucker ain't drunk. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> okay? So my pops was around. He was a piece of shit person. He ain't had no drug problem. He ain't no alcohol problem. He a, he a, he a through and through piece of shit. Okay? Now, me, I didn't know that. But you being a piece of shit, that, that makes the ladies love you. You know, that's that's what I understand now. That's one of the lessons that I didn't even learn. He never he never taught me how to be a man because I wouldn't stand for his shit. <laughs> All right. So he didn't he didn't bring me up right. He brought me up in this bullshit normie ass culture that everybody was getting brought up in. Okay? But he was out there having his fun. Um he resented being married. That's what I understand now, especially you know, seeing the life he lived and, and, and what happened after he died, which is, that's a whole nother episode if I, if I decide to get into that. But my mom thought by having kids, he, you see what I'm saying? He would, he would then 
warm up to the concept, you know? But this motherfucker was built to be a player, bro. He was built to be out there doing his fucking thing. And he continued to do his thing. He continued to have his fun. You feel me? So my mom was the one working. He had this real estate shit going on. Real estate was by commission. And it's funny because that's when he decided he decided to be honest. He wasn't grimy in real estate. Now, real estate, if you know anything about that, you got to be a grimy motherfucker if you want to really make money. But he was always being honest about properties. He wasn't really trying to upsell <laughs> and, and get money out of people, get them moving into, you know? So his whole idea was one day he would just land a big commission. Uh, and, and that was his, it's funny how his work ethic and, and who he was had nothing to do with each other. It's crazy. He was an honest real estate guy, but a piece of shit human being. That's that's the craziest shit. Because real estate, if anybody anybody out here know anything about real estate, you gotta be grimy if you're trying to make that bread, bro. You gotta be you gotta be grimy. You gotta upsell. You gotta buy low, sell high. If you're investing, you got you know what I'm saying. You gotta try and sell a, a shack of shit for 500 racks if you can. But that's who this motherfucker was. So he was a badass, and, and, he, and the, the, the guy was Trini, man. He was from Trinidad. My family's from Trinidad. And he was an army guy. When he was young, he was a pretty boy. You know, he was, he was one of those well-put-together guys. You know what I mean? An attractive individual. So he was the badass, and she was just trying to, to you know, make him love her, you can say. So they thought kids was going to do that. That's how, we, that's how I ended up in this motherfucker. Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't planned. You can say that they did want to have kids because she had miscarriages before. So you can say that they did want to have kids. But it wasn't like, yeah, this was going to be something that was a financially viable option or anything like that. It was like, nah, like this is, this is why she want to have kids, you know? So for my pops, it was free labor. While everybody out there having a fun, living a childhood, I'm, I'm working with my pops doing real estate, cold calling people. I'm a kid, cold calling people. Asking them on the phone if they, if they have a house, if they want to sell their house or, or rent their apartment out. Ain't no video games for me. Ain't no hanging out on a block for me or, or, or hanging with my friends. And I, ain't, none, ain't none of that shit in my childhood, guys. Nah, bro. Ain't shit ever been right in my childhood. Fuck out of here. So that's why they had kids. Okay, that, that was our whole situation. And yeah, I digressed. But that's that's how that whole thing went down. All right? Don't, don't be bringing kids into this madness, man. Like, there's no reason y'all should be bringing kids into it. Like, that's, that's just insane. But anyway, we're going to get back on topic. We get to 2019... And I'm I'm saying the same thing. I'm speaking to people, and you know, and like I said, my mom's is she would pretend to really pay attention to what I'm saying, especially when we would break down the Bible, when we would do our you know Bible lessons. Because I'm talking about we would spend, we would meet up on a Sunday, we would talk, go through this Bible, taking notes, doing all that. We would do that for like four hours sometimes, sometimes upwards of four hours. You know, it would be like it could start, it could be anywhere from two to four hours. Just talking, going through things and, you know, having our aha moments and, you know, breaking it down. And I thought that actually meant something. But nah, that didn't mean, especially when I started saying, okay, we got problems with this whole Jesus figure 
as it relates to the Bible, if we're really trying to break it down, then it, then it became like, oh, nah, you know, nah, like, my pastor, who, who is a high-level Mason, by the way, <laughs> my pastor says this, or, you know what I'm saying? And it was always deferring to the pastor. And my thing is like, all right, forget about your pastor. This is your son talking. This is your son. And I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot. I'm not just here on some dumb shit. I'm showing you what's going on. I'm showing you where you can go, you can read and understand. And if you actually care, you're going you're gonna to come to these conclusions. You're not going to say, okay, a high-level Mason is in charge of my spiritual direction. Or, or you know, is in charge of, of my walk with Jesus, you can say. Is something, is something wrong with that? There might be something wrong with that. If we... Look at the, uh, I forgot what they call the youth pastor or, because, you know, they had a, a men's group. And in their men's group, they had a, a rites of passage, you can say, a sort of a ceremony that they conducted when they inducted men into their groups. And it, it looks like a straight up Masonic ritual. Is this the church that you really want to be leading your spiritual walk? Is this the, is this the place? And it's a big church. I don't know. I ain't even going to say it because <laughs> I'm not here for any of that. I'm not even going, but it's a big church. All right. And, and, and some people probably already know which church I'm talking about. But to induct men into the youth part of the church, they're going through this straight Masonic ceremony. But your son is talking to you about some real shit and you can't be bothered because your son is not a, an affluent pastor. <laughs> Yo, son, don't. And, and the shit I hated was she used to tell me, she's like, you know, you can really be a pastor, you know? You can really, you can really. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to be no pastor. I'm looking for the truth. I'm just here about the truth, bro. I'm here about the creator, bro. I'm not here for no dumb shit. So that was that. And I want to say it put a strain. It didn't put no strain on, on our relationship because she just didn't give a fuck. So <laughs> it put a strain. If you're looking at it from my perspective, I'm like, man, that's crazy. But she don't care. She just live, everybody just living their life. That's what's the most important thing. All right. So I'm going through this, you know, and I'm seeing things a certain, a certain kind of way. And I'm seeing, you know, and my, my pops died around that time as well. He got hit by a car. You know, too bad, so sad. Um, but he got hit by a car and it's funny because she found a condom. My mom, she found a condom in one of his um, jacket pockets. You feel me? Because he used to wear suits in one of his suit jacket pockets, you know? She found a condom in there and ain't nothing going on like that between him and her. She told me she didn't even know he was, he was even active. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I've been told you this guy, like, I knew my father better than she did. She was just living on, on some sort of fucking cloud she couldn't even imagine that the guy was still out here smashing i'm like come on now you think you think he gonna chill with your prude ass you think he just gonna hang around with your ass hell no man i know your mother <laughs> you corny bro nah bro he resented the whole family bro he resented the he resented the whole family i remember sitting down with his ass we had a thanksgiving dinner 
And he just had this look on his face like, man, I'm, I got to hang out with these motherfuckers. Like, he just had this look. You know what I'm saying? I, I just looked at him I'm like, man, you don't even want to be here, do you? I said it straight up just like that. It's like, oh, 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 oh. This goofy ass. You know what I mean? But anyway, after he got hit by the car and he was taken out, um, lucky him, he had a very small life insurance policy. Because like I said, the man wasn't, he wasn't worth money, <laughs> you know, but it was split up amongst his family and wasn't a lot at all. And my mom got most of it anyway. But as soon as I saw a little bit of money, I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm out. I'm out of my job. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm out because I can't, I couldn't stand it. it was, I was getting to that place where because I had seen what I had seen in this world, I realized that, okay, and I, I had known this for a while even, that I wasn't getting anywhere in my job. You know, it was, I wasn't going anywhere. Um, the politics in my job were insane. And I worked at, I worked at a college. Let me just put it like that. I worked at a college, a very, 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 very liberal institution. So every agenda going on, especially as it relates to the male-female dynamic and the so-called racial dynamic, every single possible agenda <laughs> that, that exists was going on in my school. Everyone, and when I say everyone, I mean everyone. I'm not going to get into details. Everyone. Okay? And fine, I don't care what you do with your life. Once again, I don't give a fuck. But these agendas, not a single one favors a so-called black man, especially one who's conscious, especially one who isn't trying to be a grimy motherfucker who's straight Okay, none of that stuff is going to help me at all. Not not even close. Not even close. Men think they got it bad. Even black men think they got it bad, however you want to say. But if you are black, a so-called, because I, I don't like saying black, but you know, this is the world we're in. If you're a black man and you are aware, if you're a conscious person, if you are an empathetic person, if you actually, and not just saying it like people like to say, people love to talk about that empathy shit. Man, ain't nobody putting themselves in nobody else's motherfucking shoes. Okay? If you actually care about people, if you care about the planet, you know, the so-called planet, you care about God, man, you are not set up for success at all in any, any situation that, that resembles a nine to five. You are not set up for success. <laughs> you are not. Man, before I was even awake, I would tell my friend, I'm like, all right, so we, this is before 2018. This is just in general. I'm like, yo, so we supposed to be here till we in our 60s, 70s, man? Like, isn't that indentured servitude? Isn't that like, I'm like, that's a prison sentence, bro. You got to be here working. By the time you get out, you can't even really, you're not even young enough to enjoy that's you old now, bro. You can't even move like you. You can't even fuck like you used to fuck, bro. He would just laugh like, oh, man, you, know, you crazy. Huh? You crazy. Oh, you, you bugging, man. You know? So that happened. As soon, so as soon as that happened, I was still working after he died. 
And we get into 2020 now, you know, because this whole thing has a point. This is, you know, I still, I still understand the nature of this discussion. You know, I thought the world was over. I was the fool who thought the world was over. I still know what we're talking about. All right, so 2019, that's that year. We in 2020 now. And this pandemic hit, bro. And I said it in another, in another podcast, when that, when that shit hit and we were sent home to do work from home, and I realized, like, man, I'm definitely not getting ahead here. I'm definitely, you know, like all this sort of stuff. Man, I put my resignation in so fast. I was done. Resigned out this bitch. Now, on one hand, it was like, all right, I had this little bit of savings now from this, you know, life insurance. I had this little bit of change now. So I could finally leave this terrible last job where I wasn't going to get ahead. I wasn't going to. You know, because let me tell you, man, I'm 41 years old now, man. I played the game. I played the game for years, man. Okay? I seen the writing on the wall, too, for years. For years, I seen it like, man, I'm not grimy enough to make it in no situation like this. I'm not grimy. I'm not a piece of shit. I seen all the pieces of shit around me come up. I seen cats go from regular to management. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Same level as me. To management because they were backstabbers, because not because of their work, but because they went and hung out with the boss and did this and like, you know, and they were and instead of working now, I'm here working like, hey man, yeah, just put your head down, you do your work, you do your work and you get rewarded. You know, I'm that guy. You know, I'm I'm not averse to hard work, trust me. I've done plenty. All right, since I was a kid, I've been working. Okay? I don't got no issue with work. But I was that guy, do the work, and they see the merit of my work, okay? And I worked in customer service as well. So I was not just, I was handling work, and I had a very good reputation of being efficient and of treating the customer with respect, caring about the customer. Like, you know you know how you go to a doctor now? You might say, hey, man, I, I got a, you know, I got a rash on my arm. And they say, oh, it's just this, it's just other... And you're just like, wait a second, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I know, like, you're the doctor and you just, you know, you just want to write it off and say, okay, this is what's going on. But, like, I need you to take a minute and hear me out because maybe what you think it is might not be exactly what it is. And I think that that's important in customer service. You might have all the answers, but people are so quick to just jump to the conclusion and say, oh, this is what it is. I'm like, wait a second, hear the customer out. Make the customer feel heard. And maybe you might realize that, okay, they, they know a little something. They might actually have more insight that can help you then help them even better. So I was that guy. You know, that's what empathy is, guys. Okay? I was that guy. So I had that. And it, it got to the point where my manager went away to get married. He went to India. He's an Indian guy. He went to India to get married. And I was the guy in charge of running the department for the month he was away. And every single person who I interacted with, everybody said they thought I was the perfect fit to be the manager. They said they they could not be happier with what I was doing. 
how I treated them, how, how respectful I was, how courteous, and how I helped them with their issues, how I went above and beyond, even with the people who were working under me. Iris, there were absolutely no complaints. Now, this was a, this is a job that was supposed to give me a raise. I was supposed to get a raise almost immediately when I started full-time. I was supposed to get a raise, and I never got one. <laughs> immediately. I was working part-time for a little bit. When I, when I got to the full-time position, they didn't want to give me the full-time position. Okay? But the guy who they brought in for full-time, who I trained, they brought him in for full-time, and then he left. <laughs> he got something better. And since it's a college, the semester was starting, and they were going to be asked out with me just being there part-time. So that's how I got the full-time position. It wasn't even because they, they decided, hey, he's a good worker. It was because, oh, we're fucked we need this guy to be full-time. So I started full-time, supposed to get a raise, didn't happen. All right? Then, so then we go eight years later, <laughs> no raise, different manager even, two different managers <laughs> since I started. No change in position, nothing. But I'm there putting my head down, doing the good. So let me tell you when I tell you, I gave it, I gave it the good old try, man. Okay, that nine to five shit is bullshit, bro. Okay, unless you're a piece of shit. If you're a piece of shit, then yeah, sure, go. You're happy being a slave? Oh, sure, go. Slave away. You know, many people I, I, I've met there who you can see the, the job destroying their souls and just taking everything out of them. But anyway, uh, that rant aside, um, I, I resigned when the pandemic hit and... Part, partially it was because, once again, I had the little bit of change. But also, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, man, this pandemic's hitting, bro. Like, now, now shit's about to get real. You know, now things are about to get real. Like, because I've seen how this is going, especially when they started talking about, you know, all these other things, which I'm not going to get into here. Because um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get even more divisive and get people, I don't give a fuck. Try, Trust me when I tell you, I don't get whatever the fuck you want to do. You do what you want to do. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about nobody no more. Trust me. <laughs> okay? Because when I cared, y'all, ooh-wee. <laughs> ooh-wee. But anyway, I thought, man, this is about to be the end. Things are about to get real serious. You know, people are about to wake up. And, and with that in mind... My mentality was just to help, to help, to help, to help. You know, even when I talk about the Ohio trip, you know, it was always about helping. Like my, my thing was, as a kid, I wasn't even really a bad kid, but I, I already said before, I was, a, I was a manipulative kid. You know, I went through a lot of shit as a child. And when I got to be a man, you know, a so-called man, I'm such a man now, my biggest thing was being good to people, reaching out and helping people. Because what happened was, as a kid especially, nobody helped me. Nobody helped me, okay? ACS ain't help. Nobody. If I spoke to a therapist about the abuse I was going through, I would say, man, don't, you know, just don't tell my father. Like, don't tell, don't tell my father. <laughs> you know, don't, because he's just going you know, and the first thing the therapist would do is tell my father. You feel me? No, there was nothing out there that helped me. And in life, my whole thing was like, man, 
I wish that there was somebody that helped me when I was going through my shit. Like, so I want to be that for other people. I want to be the guy that reaches out and helps, helps beyond, you know, beyond what anybody think they would do because I would want that for me. You know, once again, that's empathy. Okay, because a lot of people like to throw that empathy shit around, but they don't really know what that they don't know what that means. It it just sounds like a cool little fucking buzzword. Okay? So now I've reached out and so half of me is thinking, well, this shit about to be over. So money ain't really important. You know? Cause to me, money, money is important, yes. It's it's a it's a funny, it's a, a dualistic concept. Money is important, but money also isn't. All right, money isn't supposed to be what this world's about, but that's just because we live in this shit ass world. We all gotta pay bills, bro. We all gotta pay bills. But for me, I'm like, man, this shit about to go down. Like, we're about to have some sort of awakening. Like, the world's about to change. And this is 2020 now, this is pandemic time. World's about to change and all that. So, you know, for me, money, nah, man, I gotta, I gotta give. Give, you know, I got to give my, and, you know, money and YouTube are a bad mix because that's why I got to make a video. I got to make an episode about YouTube grifters. You know, I already have that in my episode list. That's going to be a fun little discussion, but money and YouTube is a bad mix, <laughs> you know, believe because YouTube is the new church. There are people who can make more on, on YouTube every day. They can they can stream every day and make more than a pastor would. Okay? You get you get bread, especially now with everybody being lonely. You know, even even people with friends are lonely now. Everybody's lonely. So you can feed into somebody's shit. As a YouTube grifter, you can feed into the into people's insecurities and their loneliness. You can make that bread. You know, so me now, I'm I'm there looking at the the channels that are that are discussing this whole from from a spiritual standpoint. You know, I'm looking at people like that. I'm looking at uh, uh, Israelite channels and and people who have uh, giving. They have programs to help the homeless, stuff like that. You know, I'm looking at all sorts of different and I'm coughing my money up like crazy. I'm like, you know what? I'm reaching out to help these people because we're all looking. We're all looking for the truth and we're all, you know, people who are in my life. I'm reaching out and helping them. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm the big guy with putting my money where my mouth is. You know, if somebody's helped me out, if somebody's helped me out, not in in real life <laughs> but if somebody's helped me come to a better understanding of my self spiritually or of this material you know this is back when i was reading like i said i was up in that bible heavy and under, having a deeper understanding of that I, I was given money and we're talking thousands of dollars okay i'm not going to get into details but in the back of my head i'm like man this world is done this money is not important I want to help people. I want to be, you know, I want to be good. I want to be that force of good because 
I mean, sometimes I would give people, they were like, they said they were crying. They were in tears. This one lady, and she's, she's a nice lady, even though I don't know her personally, so I can't tell anyway. It could just all be bullshit. But she said she was in tears. She didn't, she didn't expect me to, to give her or to, to, she didn't expect to get any of that money. She didn't know what she was going to do. You know the whole situation. I'm that guy. I said, hey, you know what? This is, and I told her, I said, no, you know, it's not about me. It's about the creator. It's about the most high. You know, he, he is what he says goes. And I, you know, so I'm not even trying to take the credit. I'm just like, no, this is, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. Okay. So now we have all that going on. We have my Ohio trip. So now we're just talking thousands and thousands of dollars, just thousands of dollars, a lot of money. And this is, this is after, this is, you know what I'm saying? This is 2020. This is after, because I still have a whole life of helping people. <laughs> I still have a whole life of getting taken advantage of. You know what I mean? I have, I've had my credit ruined over, over shit, you know? And it's funny now because I paid off my debt, right? I never had too much debt. I paid off my debt. And now my credit score dropped 100 points. And I'm like, I call them like, why is my credit gone down? They're like, well, you don't have any, um, you don't have any outstanding debt. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Like, I, I, I paid off my debt. Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? It's like, yeah, but, the, you know, you don't have any open credit accounts. You don't have, so, you know, boom, 100 points. I, so I lose 100 points on my credit because I'm debt free. That's amazing to me. You know, I'm like, you, you want to, man, give me, take away 20 points or something. I, I know, I know, because I've known for a long time you can lose points um, if you don't have open credit. I've known that for a while, for years, you know, because people would say, just open up a small credit and just pay, you know, just buy small stuff and pay every month. That's, that's old advice. So I, I know this, man. A hundred points though, bro. A hundred points. Come on now. Anyway, so I'm gonna skip all. I'm gonna skip forward a bit, and let's just get back to where we are now in 2023. Because in my Ohio story, I pretty much, you know, and as things occur to me, if I if there's something I missed, I'll definitely bring you guys up to speed. But Ohio spoke about what happened between, you know, what I mean, at the end of 2020 up until I came back, which was. Uh, the middle of 2021 and or like, you know, the late half of 2021. So uh, was it July or August? And from then I've just been living by myself. So even when the pandemic started, I was by myself. That's because once again, no more coworkers. Uh, So I was already alone and my relationships had already ended Uh before as far as intimate relationships they had already ended so i was alone since 2020 i just been in my apartment just by myself okay then i went to ohio by myself i was by myself out there uh looking for purpose and then i came back i've been by myself so i just been here now by myself all right and now the best part is 
That little chunk of change I got now, you know, I've been spreading it thin. I've been trying, bro. Okay? There are things I had to take care of. There's some fun I had, too. I ain't going to front. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your boy bought a PS5. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to act like I didn't spend any of that money frivolously. Okay? But if we're talking about helping people, a lion's share. Man, let me tell you, a lion's share of that money went to people, went to people who I cared about, went to complete fucking strangers, okay? A lion's share of that money is gone, bro. It's gone. Now, I'm at, I'm like, oh, snap. And you know, you want to say that's on me. It is on me, man. I was, let me tell you, I am not blaming anybody but myself. I was fucking stupid. I was fucking retarded. And you know why? A lot of people say, why? Because you're just being frivolous. You're just being so... You know why? Because I believed that by me putting this out there, this is the whole karmic principle, you know, by me putting this out there, when I'm in a situation now where I need help, I'm going to be helped. So now... The squeeze is getting put on me. Now the inflation is for real, for real happening. <laughs> the squeeze is going, the squeeze is getting put on me now. And man, I don't even, I don't even hear crickets, bro. You know how you, you know, you're like, who gonna help me? You hear crickets? I don't even hear crickets, bro. I don't hear, I don't hear jack shit. I don't hear nothing. Ain't nobody, bro. Ain't nobody out there reaching out how I reached out to help people. Ain't nobody. Okay, my mother couldn't be bothered. She lived, man. She lived less than ten blocks away from me, bro. She lives less than ten blocks away. She couldn't be bothered. Every so often, she sends a text. Hello, how are you doing? A text, bro. She don't even. She don't even call. Now me, like I said, I'm an '80s baby. She even older, dog. She born in, in 1950. She was born in 1950. She sending me a text. You care about somebody? You text you sending them a text, bro? But you care. You feel me? So I just want, and that's my shit. Is like it's hard. It's, it's hard for me to rank a higher power you you feel me it's hard for me to be like yeah there's a higher power yeah because i just feel like a fucking clown i feel like a fucking retard bro for all my empathy and love and caring and and you know i, I man i, I don't want to sit i'm not gonna sit here and, and count out all the things i've done for people okay because it's always just been in me to help it's all and and I feel like this had to happen for me to develop the, the, the thick skin that I need to deal with the situation now. You know, because now, man, let me tell you, let me tell y'all, bro, I don't give a fuck, bro. I don't give a fuck about nobody, bro. See, I'm lucky. So 
Here's the thing now, because all these motherfuckers, these so-called friends and family, all these people who played me, who didn't take me seriously, right? They're the reason I'm by myself right now, bro. I'm living in solitary. I'm the solitary man right now, dog. They the reason. But that's cool. Because now I don't owe nobody anything. I don't owe nobody nothing. I don't have no, so I don't have no attachments, bro. For all intents and purposes, I don't got no family. I don't got, I don't got no family. I don't got no friends, no attachments to any of that shit, bro. So if shit about to really go down in this motherfucker, ain't nobody I got to worry about protecting. Ain't nobody I got to worry about, you know what I'm saying? I don't got to worry about giving my life for nobody. I'm going to give my life for myself, you know? I'm, there are times I really feel, like I've said before, I don't feel suicidal. I feel like, man, I just don't want to be here, you know? I'm completely ready to die. But man, let me tell you, I ain't going out like no bitch. I'm not going out with no whimper. You feel me? I'm down to die, but you're going to have to work for that. <laughs> you're going to have to work to hand me that L. Let me tell you, you're going to have to put that work in, bro. You feel me? I got a neighbor, man. They put a, they put a notice on his on his fucking door talking about how he owed back rent, bro. He owed eight hundred dollars. This is this is before I left for Ohio. He owed eight hundred dollars, man. I had in my life, I had a notice put on my door about back rent. I had a notice put on my door. You know, people see that they just they just murmur to each other. They just, oh look at him, he ain't paying his rent. They just talk shit to each other. You know what I'm saying? I see the notice on his door. I knock on his door and give him a rack, bro. I gave him a rack. I don't even want to see it back. I even, I'm like, nah, man, you know, you got to handle your situation. I just told him, like, you know, just remember this world's changing. Like, things are going down. And you want to make peace with whatever your God is. I told him these words, man. I didn't, I didn't try to convert him or nothing. You want to make peace with your God. Okay. Boom. Done. Empathy, bro. I seen him. I seen that on his door. I'm like, how did that feel when I had that shit on my door and ain't nobody, nobody there to do shit, bro. Nobody give a flying monkey fuck, bro. So now I go and I help the nigga. You feel me? That's me. Reaching in, bro. Reaching in. I'm playing, man, I'm playing the role of God in people's lives, bro. I'm the one playing the role of God in people's lives. They going through their shit. I'm reaching in to help them because I'm like, man, that's what you should do. That's how you should help people, bro. What I got to show for it, being by my fucking self for years, bro. Living in fucking solitary for years, bro. For years, looked at like I'm crazy, dog. People look at me like I'm crazy, bro. I'm just, I'm, I, I called it too early. That inflation hitting now, that inflation hitting now, right? Ain't nobody going to tell me. And shit that was going on with the pandemic, I told them, hey, this is going to happen. That shit happened. Ain't nobody tell me like, yo, man, you was right, bro. Like, yo, like you was actually right. You was right about that shit, bro. You was right about this, bro. Or oh, that inflation really hitting, bro. You you said this was gonna happen years ago, bro. 
ain't ain't nobody. Everybody quiet as a fucking church mouse, bro. But now I'm here and I'm I'm feeling a pinch now. Okay? Shit going down now, bro. Things is getting lean for me. So I gotta figure out now what I'm gonna do. Cause let me tell you, one, ain't no goddamn podcast about to help me out financially. I mean, how long is it gonna take to build a podcast? Who even gonna be listening to this shit, bro? So what? So that's that's the big idea I have is to start a goddamn podcast. Oh, that's great, man. Let me vent. Good for me. Whoop de doo, bro. That's gonna pay rent, bro. Nah, all right. So now I gotta what? Get a job now. Go back to sucking dick to try to get ahead. That's what I gotta do. Kill myself. You feel me? Kill my spirit. Doing this nine to five trash, bro. Everybody out here know this is bullshit. Everybody know this nine to five shit is bullshit, bro. People getting up every day to go do this bullshit. Ain't nobody saying like, nah, this is bull. This is trash. This is nobody saying that. Everybody quiet. Okay, everybody chilling. Having a fun, right? But I'm the crazy one though. For saying that this shit is wrong. I'm the one, bro. I should just, I should just suck it up and go go work and suck dick. Like you feel that's that's what working is, bro. That's what you're doing. That's what suck, success is, bro. You sucking dick, suck seed. You sucking seed, bro. I should do that. I should start my own company. You I haven't started a, I told y'all, man, it's people talking about you should start your own company. Have you started one? Have you had an LLC? Hmm? You put in that. You put in that paperwork. You've done that. You paid your fees. You paid your attorney fees. Been there, bro. No, you don't just magically start a business and, and, it, and it works. You know, a lot of times when you try to start a business, it's your belief in in your your come up story. You don't start a business in a smart way because if you were being intelligent, you wouldn't start the business that you really wanted to. The business you really want to, most of the time, it's oversaturated. There's no market. There's no market for the business you want to start. But you're you're going off of a a wish. (laughs) Follow your dreams. You know how much money that makes the the powers that be following your dreams? That's what following your dreams is about, bro. It's about getting people rich. It ain't about you actually seeing your dreams come to fruition. Now, I've been there, bro. I've been in the trenches, dog. Okay, I tried playing it your way. Trust me, I tried playing it. I tried playing it your way. So, you know, I was the retard who thought when this pandemic shit hit that that I'm not gonna say I thought the world was over, but that that just sounds romantic for the for the title of the of the episode. But I thought we were heading in the right direction, where people were gonna start getting hip to this shit and say, "Hey, man, like." Some ain't right. This this shit ain't right. You know, this isn't this isn't right. And the people who had devalued me and put me to the side, it's like, man, what the fuck you even know about anything? They would come around and say, hey man, you know, I'm not trying to say you need to be on my dick, but you can at least say, man, I was wrong, or or man, I didn't pay you no mind. Man, I ain't heard shit from nobody, bro. Everybody quiet, bro. So now I get to just be fucked. Okay? All that money that I 
I, I done put out there, gone. You feel me? All my good deeds, bro. All of my good, all that karma, bro. That's why I told y'all, bro. If I see karma, I'm going to kill that motherfucker, bro. I don't want to see, yo, I don't want to see no karma. I don't want to see no Jesus, no God. I don't want to see nobody, bro. Okay? Because that shit, I just feel like a fucking sucker. So what's what's my fate going to be now, dog? Hmm? What's going to happen to me now? We're going to find out, though. That's crazy. Trying to be a, a force of good on this planet. That is insane. I just never thought, man, let me wrap this shit the fuck up. Because I'm getting, I'm getting upset, man. Uh, it's about time I just head the fuck out.